Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is Live Mike, episode 38. I'll tell you what, Trump and Romney have been dominating these headlines. Uh, Iowa's been giving them a run for it, uh, for, for headline space. Uh, but the past 24 hours have been uh, Romney-Trump. And if I'm honest, we're going to continue because there are uh, a number of fascinating elements to this story. This morning, I woke up and was uh, having some breakfast, uh, sitting in my little living room, looking out uh, and watching on my iPad there on my lap, the president deliver his remarks. He spoke just after Albert Brooks um, during or Arthur Brooks, rather, uh, spoke during the prayer breakfast this morning. It is a tradition. Presidents will uh, speak there. Uh, Nancy Pelosi was present. Uh, Leader McCarthy was there. In fact, he gave the, the prayer to kick things off. Lord, your scripture tells us in the book of Isaiah that we all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each one of us to our own way. That will never work. We need to be together as a flock and to move in the direction of pasture, water, and safety. We pray for the leaders we have right now. We pray for our president, President Trump, and the first lady. We pray for the vice president and the second lady. Lord, we pray for the leaders of Congress, Mitch McConnell, Nancy Pelosi, and Chuck Schumer, and all the members of the House and the Senate. Lord, we pray for the Chief Justice Roberts and all the judiciary who tell us what the Constitution means and how we should follow it. That's Kevin McCarthy, a member of Congress, leader of the Republicans in the House of Representatives, kind of fascinating to hear him speaking in that way. You don't often hear uh, the voices of members of Congress delivering prayers. Well, he delivered the prayer at the National Prayer Breakfast this morning, which took place at the Washington Hilton. Uh, time is very tight, and there is so much of this that I want you to hear uh, from the president. This is, in all intents and purposes, the, the president's first opportunity to speak following his acquittal in the Senate, and he... I uh, did not hold back. Today we proudly proclaim that faith is alive and well and thriving in America. And we're going to keep it that way. Nobody will have it changed. It won't happen as long as I'm here. It will never, ever happen. As everybody knows, my family, our great country, and your president have been put through a terrible ordeal by some very dishonest and corrupt people. They have done everything possible to destroy us and by so doing, very badly hurt our nation. 
This next clip I'm going to play for you is the president, again, at the National Prayer Breakfast this morning, saying that he doesn't like it when people use faith as justification uh, for their actions. Uh, interestingly, the, the reference that he makes here is undoubtedly uh, to Senator Romney and uh, Speaker Pelosi. So uh, let me play uh, first uh, two clips, one from Speaker Pelosi, uh, the other from Senator Romney. And then we're going to hear uh, the president as he responds to this behavior. I pray for the president all the time, and I tell him that I pray for his safety and that of his family. That's something you've heard a number of times from Speaker Pelosi, that she prays for the president. Uh, Speaker Pelosi, a Catholic, uh, prays often. She claims for not only the president, but to the other members of Congress of the opposing party. Uh, Senator Romney, yesterday, speaking to Mike Wallace on Fox News, uh, talked about an oath he made. There is, do you do what you know is right? Do you do what your, your conscience and your heart tells you? Do, you? do you abide by the oath that you swore to God? And I, I believe in God, and I believe I have a responsibility to put that first and to put all those other consequences well behind. Now, here is President Trump this morning. Keep those two, keep those two clips I just played for you in mind. Here now is President Trump this morning uh, speaking at the National Prayer Breakfast. I don't like people who use their faith as justification for doing what they know is wrong. Nor do I like people who say, I pray for you, when they know that that's not so. Obviously, faith and prayer are going to be a common theme uh, during this prayer breakfast. uh, But so, too, was Trump's discussion of the impeachment proceedings of yesterday and his uh, acquittal. In fact, there was uh, one portion of the proceedings, uh, or of the rather the prayer breakfast, where Trump held up a copy of the Washington Post uh, and the headline, which reads, Trump acquitted. He says it's probably the only positive press he's ever received in the, the Washington Post. The challenges we've met and the incredible heights that we've reached has come from the faith of our families and the prayers of our people. Before America declared independence, patriots in all 13 colonies came together in days of fasting and prayer. In the bitter cold of Valley Forge, Washington and his men had no food, no supplies, and very little chance of victory. What they did was have an unwavering belief that God was with them. I believe that too. God is with the people in this room. Before a single skyscraper rose up in New York City, thousands of poor American families donated all they could to build the magnificent St. Patrick's Cathedral. Later on, the president made two mentions of policies, uh, executive policies, as well as legislation to come out of Congress, both of which have connections uh, to Mike Lee. You heard when I started my conversation just yesterday with Mike Lee. Uh, Originally, we were scheduled to speak about the Senator, Senator Lee's reaction to the State of the Union. We spent plenty of time there, too, but then, of course, had to talk about Senator Romney and his announcement. But when we were on the first topic of our conversation, the State of the Union, I pointed out that the president made mention of criminal justice reform as one of the banner accomplishments of the year preceding. Now, the backstory is that Senator Lee, uh, along with Jared Kushner in the the White House, along with others, uh, they were the the folks that did the work to bring about this criminal justice reform. Uh, it's a fascinating thing uh, to hear again the president make mention of this effort of Senator Lee's during the prayer breakfast this morning. And to give former 
prisoners a second chance at life, which so many people in this room have worked on for so long. We passed criminal justice reform into law, and I signed it nine months ago. Now, during the prayer breakfast, that wasn't the only policy which uh, has Mike Lee's fingerprints on it. We spoke a few weeks ago to the senator about uh, a piece of legislation of his, or rather, I'm sorry, a, a letter that he sent uh, urging uh, uh, an expansion of this Mexico City policy. Now, what's the Mexico City policy? It is essentially a, a policy of the United States that taxpayer dollars will not go to aid in abortion efforts in foreign nations. The president mentioned that policy. Policy this morning in, his, in the National Prayer Breakfast. We can also talk about the Johnson Amendment. We can talk about Mexico City policy. We've done a lot. Trump talked about the sanctity of life. And uh, one observation of mine was that it was after his uh, reference to the sanctity of life that the longest applause were given at this morning's prayer breakfast. We are upholding the sanctity of life. Sanctity of life. You hear that? It's 20 seconds. Doesn't seem like a long time, but in a setting like that, 20 seconds of applause is a good, uh, long time. And it was the longest duration of applause received by the president as he spoke uh, at the prayer breakfast this morning. Uh, now, he did continue. I don't have time to play uh, for you these two, these last two clips, but he he kind of shifted into campaign mode. He started talking about uh, unemployment numbers specifically amongst minorities. Uh, that was a theme you heard at the State of the Union address. He then uh, left as his parting words this challenge. You better get out and vote on November 3rd. Because you have a lot of people out there that aren't liking what we're doing. Next up, we're going to talk about the president's speech he delivered from the White House today. That's next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.